prices up and the stock market's down And you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive And a country boy can survive Country folks can survive Hi folks, this is Bob Main, and welcome to another episode of today's survival show. Talking about the power of choice to help you live life the way you want and strengthen your resolve. This is a practical show. If you are tuning in for the first time, I just want to let you know there is no tin foil hat type thinking or presentation in this show. I just keep things rooted in common sense. This is episode 132 to be exact and going to talk about some safe rooms today. Have you and your family ever gone through the drill of retreating to the safe room if the stink really hits the fan? Let's say you've got some home invaders. Let's say there's rioting going on. Somebody breaks into your house. Whatever. Have you and your spouse ever talked about rounding up the kids and getting to a safe room? And then, have you ever thought about what to keep in that safe room and what you should stock in that safe room? Those are some of the things that I'm going to talk about on this show. But I'm not going to talk about them by myself. I have an interview coming up. In fact, this interview coming up is with a member of the forum. I'm going to have Andrea Clark, also known as Penguin of Doom, on the forum. She is an NRA certified handgun instructor, but she's also taken some courses on protection inside the home, and she's got a lot of good information to share about setting up a safe room. So... I'm going to have her on here in just a few minutes talking about what she learned from the NRA courses about setting up a safe room in your house. And it's not just about guns, folks. We talk about how to prepare that safe room, what to stock in it, how to set it up, how to reinforce it, and things like that. So I think you're going to really enjoy that interview immensely. I did. I learned a lot just by listening to Andrea. Now, before I get into the interview, I just want to knock out a couple of announcements. I don't like to make this show real commercial, but I have a couple things that I want to talk about real quick. If you are not a member of our forum, we have an excellent forum that's tied to this podcast called Today's Survival Show Forum. Just go to todayssurvival.com. That's the website for that hosts this podcast, www.todayssurvival.com. There is a forum button. Just click that. It'll take you to where you need to go and give you instructions on getting signed up. There's been a lot of new members joining the forum. I'm really proud to see that and a good group of people, like-minded people. You know, there's an old saying that average minds talk about people. And great minds talk about ideas and concepts. Weak minds, by the way, talk about things. You have a lot of great minds on our forum, so join that forum and uh, and get involved. Also, just want to mention, this is going to be the last week that version one of my combo survival and shooting CD is going to be available. Most people are getting a digital download. I can just send you instructions on how to download it straight to your iPod or your computer. It's the last week. I'm going to put version 2 out probably around the middle of March. And I'm not going to sell any more of version 1. So this is going to be your last chance. Good information on there. Over two hours worth of preparedness and shooting combined. Not just guns. We talk a lot about preparedness on that as well. But I have an interview on there, a couple of ideas, a couple of audio clips and things, and some personal ideas of mine. Things I have not ever covered on today's survival show before. So those are only $15, folks. It's your way to support the show. Just go to todayssurvival.com and click the Buy Now button. You can read details. There's also a tab that says Combo Survival CD Digital Download. 
Remember, folks, I keep this show commercial-free, and it's supported by you, the listener. Uh, I don't make much money doing this at all. I don't intend to make much money. This is not my full-time job, and I don't want it to be. I just do this in my free time, and I have fun with it. But there are bills to be paid from not time to time, and uh, so I'd appreciate it if you could help out with that. That's it. Enough of the commercialism. Let's get right to it. I'm going to play just a little bit of a sound effect here, and then we'll get right into the interview with Andrea Clark, also known as Penguin of Doom. By the way, I also asked her about that handle and how she came up with that. So stay tuned. Here you go. Okay, folks, for part of the main topic, I've got a really cool interview. I'm excited about this. Uh, I've got Penguin of Doom from the forums. She also goes by Andrea Clark. How you doing, Andrea? I'm excellent. How are you doing? I am great. Thanks for coming on the show. Now, I want to tell everybody that uh, Andrea's got three or four NRA training certifications already, right? Yep. Okay. So she's becoming a, uh, a female shooting instructor, which is, we're going to talk a little bit about that, not much, because this subject is going to be about safe rooms. But why don't you explain to everybody real quickly the kind of certifications that you're getting and what you plan to do with them? Well, um, I got a certification to be an NRA instructor. I am certified right now to teach basic handgun, first steps, uh, personal protection in the home, and safety in the home. And I also, uh, at the end of April, I will be in Austin for my required week to get certified to teach in Texas CHL. Mm-hmm. And I will be teaching... Um, not just all women's classes, but I'll be teaching some all women's classes, uh, family classes, and really with a focus on on uh, being able to safely have guns and children coexist in the same household without uh, problems that, that we worry about, and also um, really to get women into shooting more. That is fantastic. I'm so glad you're doing that. And uh, I I think, first of all, Andrea, that's a great service to the community because, you know, let's face it. And again, folks, this this show is not all about guns. But ladies, you know, if if you want to provide for your security, which is definitely a survival prep, and you're not considering carrying a gun, I, I think you should. If you live in an area where you're legally allowed to carry and you can get a license to do it, do it and take a class being taught by someone like Andrea. So I'm glad you're doing this. This is great. You know, and there's uh, we consider women's rights and equal rights and stuff, but but you have to consider that the average woman is just pound for pound not as strong as the average man. But also criminals always look to have an advantage before they they try and uh, commit a crime, and so. You're already at a natural disadvantage, and there's a saying that Gunny's like, uh, God made man, but Samuel Colt made them equal. So (laughs) guns are really a good opportunity to help level the playing field for women in in being able to take care of themselves. I couldn't agree more, so I'm glad that we uh, had a chance to talk about getting getting licensed and the fact that you're going to be out there teaching women. Now, the biggest reason I wanted to bring you on here is because I think you've got some real good information to share with us about creating a safe room in your house, right? Absolutely. 
I was very impressed because when I was taking this class to get to get a certification, um, we started talking about being able to make a safe room in uh, using already existing space in your house. And um, I immediately thought about the survival show, and and I was like, that's that's perfect. It, it completely coincides with the kind of things that that we already talk about doing. Okay. Um. It's kind of interesting because there's a couple reasons to use a safe room. Uh, first of all, the, the purpose of this class was, was in order to uh, be able to deal with things like home invasions. Uh, you can also use it, though, for things like uh, tornado shelters. And so there's, there's really multiple purposes for this, and uh, I think it's surprisingly easy to do, uh, very surprisingly easy. Because even us living in a small apartment, I was sitting there going, I could totally do that. I absolutely could do that here. Really? All right. So, so tell us, what, what are you doing to create a safe room? Well, um, the first thing is planning. Okay. Um, you have to pick a room that's going to work. And there's some things you, could ta- you should take into consideration for that. Um, you want to use a, a smaller room in the interior, something that doesn't have windows. Um, bathrooms usually work really well because they've already got running water uh, facilities to use and um, more often than not they, they're on inside of the house um, the other place that in our apartment actually uh, the bathroom would work but we have walk-in closets two of them in the master bedroom and the one that's on the inside of the house and not the outside of the house would actually make a good safe room um, because we can get that door closed, and uh, since we sleep in the bedroom, it's going to be closer than where the bathroom is going to be in order to get in to it if something were to happen. It makes sense. So, all right, in your opinion, what's a safe room for? Uh, for us, our, our personal thing, um, it's, it's for break-ins, and it's for tornadoes, because we do live in Tornado Alley. Um and so those are those are the two things that I happen to be designing it around. Um, there are other considerations throughout that you can really consider. One of the things I was thinking about doing, and I'm, I have to do a little more research before I decide this, we actually live, and you live a little further than I do, but um, I'm about an hour from a nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so I've been kind of thinking about maybe I should – take that into consideration as, as I redesign this room to uh, be a safe room. So um, really it's, it's whatever your survival plans are, um, this is going to be pretty universal. Anything that you were already preparing for is still probably going to be something that you would want to, you'd want to include this for all those, all those topics that you were already preparing for. Okay. Well, good point. Now, if you don't mind, uh, can you share some specifics? Yeah, um, the first thing, in especially in consideration with uh, um, breaking and entering, um, if you if you do have to go through a home invasion, um, where you place it, we don't have kids, but if you have kids, um, even if it's not a break-in, even if it's a tornado, you might consider making it a place that's over closer to the kids' bedroom because uh, that's the first thing parents are going to do. They're going to go get their kids, so that way you don't have to trek all the way back across the house to get everybody in the safe room. Um, the door, first of all, needs to get some reinforcement. Um, okay. 
I, I understand, and I haven't I haven't checked at Home Depot yet, but you can get the the frame around the door needs to be reinforced. You can get metal frames. Um, you can get a a. Uh, I mean, most interior doors are, are flimsy. I could kick right through it. So put a put a good solid door on there that's not going to come off easily. You want to make sure that what it's mounted to is going to be sturdy enough, um, and it can't just get kicked in really easily. Uh, you want to put in there um, enough. Uh, I I am going to put in there probably a day's worth of food and water because it's not that big of a space. But it's um, you could actually we could probably fit three days worth of food and water in there. Um, mostly things that are yeah, mostly things you know that are going to be easy stuff that we we're already using for survival. Um, get a house keys, a set of house keys. Oh, good idea. Yep. Get one of those chemical glow sticks and put those house keys on those chemical glow stick on that chemical glow stick. Because if you are inside and there is a bad guy in there and the police want to come around, you can still keep yourself locked in. All you have to do is open a door, go the absolute bare minimum distance you have to to you know break, break that chemical stick and make it, make it light up and toss those keys outside. That way when you've got 911 on the phone, you could say, I just threw my keys out there. The front door's locked. The police can let themselves in because I'm not going around in that house with a bad guy in there somewhere. Ah, okay. Good idea. Um, that's something I hadn't thought of. That's good. What else? Uh, you want to obviously put some food and water. Um, you want to make sure that you've got a change of clothes. When things happen at night, you know, we're not all dressed to go out somewhere. So uh, make sure everybody's got clothes in there that they can put on. Um you want to either run a hard – actually, want to do both of these. You want to run a hard line into that room. Um, a what? The hard line, a, hard line a, a telephone line. Okay. You want, to, you want to get a telephone jack installed because it's always best if, if the actual telephone line hasn't been cut, it's always best to use that to call 911 because they can automatically know where you are. You know, that's a if, great point. Get the phone company to put a phone jack in there and go to Walmart and buy one of those cheap $10 wall phones or $10 hardwired phones and keep it in there. And it might be kind of odd to have a telephone in the bathroom sitting on the sink. You don't have to keep it plugged in all the time. You can tuck the phone away somewhere and pull it out and plug it in when you need it. You exactly. just have to have the jack available to plug it in when you do need it. Good point. Now, you also want to try and get a hold of an old cell phone. Um this one you're going to have to check. Some old cell phones will call 911 without a SIM card, and some require a SIM card just to function, period, even to call 911. But you can use a phone, even that's not connected to a service currently, they'll still let you call 911 on a cell phone with no service at all. If I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure somebody will correct me if I am wrong, I think most of today's newer phones require a SIM card. I, you know, some of them, if you turn it on, it won't do anything without a SIM card. But I've actually held phones, and and they will let me dial 911 without a SIM card or anything in it. Okay. So it well, depends good. entirely on the phone. Okay. So just make sure, and, and obviously you don't want to actually dial 911. Uh, they, they get very irritated. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, they do. It's a really, actually, I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. I, I, uh, <laughs> I've had a call back. Um, you have to dial nine to get an outside line, and then one for long distance, and you dial one too many times, and they, they start sending police to your house. And uh, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. That was an interesting night. but uh, A L- little embarrassing, huh? 
<laughs> it was fun, hey? The, the cops were cool, so it, it didn't turn out too badly at all. Um, <clears throat> so make sure you've got some way to communicate. Um, if you happen to have two uh, safe rooms, which is an option, especially if you have uh, kids, uh, a lot of, lot of two-story houses, um, you're going to sleep upstairs. But if you have a tornado or an earthquake, you really want to be downstairs. So designing two safe rooms is really not a bad option, especially if you want to consider home invasion. Because if you plan and teach your kids and train them, when there's trouble, you go lock yourself in that room. Period. End of sentence. It doesn't matter if mom and dad are there. You can go into the other safe room somewhere else in the house. And if you've both got walkie-talkies, you can still talk to each other and communicate what's going on. Right, right. And, you know, I'm glad you're talking about this. I just want to kind of just interject something here for a minute. For those of you who don't know, I I didn't properly introduce Andrea when we started this. Both of us live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm in the North Dallas area, and Andrea is over in Fort Worth. And we're coming into the springtime. We do live in Tornado Alley, so... This is this is reminding me of some things I need to do because the tornadoes are like uh, six to eight weeks away. Yeah, uh, it's always interesting. I've I've never been through a tornado itself, but I have uh, been in that that just outside the tornado where you get the real nasty hail. I've I've sat balled up in my car thinking the hail was going to break out my windshield with me sitting in there. Yeah. So. Yep. I have been through uh, a tornado and it's uh, not fun. No, no, it's scary. It's scary, especially because I I uh, left home, went to the store, and on my way back, I was like, wow, that place is completely trashed because a tornado touched down right there, right in the middle of my path on the way home. So, Wow. Yeah. All right, keep happen. going. I'm sorry, keep going about the safe room. Uh, so you want to make sure you've got communication. Uh, the next thing you're going to have to consider is facilities. Uh, first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, within uh, you know 20 minutes, kids are want to go potty. That's right. So you either, if you use a bathroom for your safe room, that's real easy to take care of. If not, you're gonna want to get like a five gallon bucket. You want to get some heavy duty contractor liners. Uh, make sure you have a little bit of bleach in there. Toss a cap full of bleach in there. Make sure you've got something to cover it. And is it comfort? Consider going to Walmart and buying a toilet seat, and especially kids, because they're going to be really freaked out, and every little thing that makes things normal is going to help. So stick a toilet seat on the top of there, and then put that lid back on it after everybody's done, because um, it, it's just it's life, so we really should consider those things. Well, that's a very good point. It's just a cheap little Walmart toilet seat yep. uh, for the kid. Yeah. Well, not just for kids. Hey, <laughs> it, yeah. it would make us feel more comfortable too, wouldn't it? Exactly. Sitting on that five-gallon bucket rim is not comfortable. Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> so All you're right, going to so, want hmm? No, go ahead. So what else do you have your safe room equipped with? Uh, well, a shotgun. <laughs> ah, uh, good. Uh, it's a must-have. It is a good 12-gauge. Um, I like a 12-gauge because, A, oh, I can't see very well. I wear contacts. I wear a very, very high prescription. Um, so if I bolt for the safe room and I didn't think to grab my glasses on the way, um, really what I should do is get another pair of glasses to put in there, to leave in there all the time. Um right. 
but that 12 gauge is, is a godsend because I really can't see well enough. I mean, I couldn't, I wouldn't even be able to make out the sights on my gun, my handgun, uh, if I wanted to. So, um, the 12 gauge is real versatile. You can use slugs or birdshot or buckshot. I mean, that's, we have ours actually, we have all three of them, um, either in or with ours. Um, yeah, and let me make a recommendation. I'd like to add something to what you said, okay? Uh-huh. In this case, since Andrea and I are talking about safe rooms, this is where I am a huge proponent of having a shotgun in there. Normally, I like to use a handgun for home defense because it's easier to maneuver. Uh, it's it's less likely that a bad guy is going to be able to get a handgun away from you. It's a little bit easier to shoot around corners and things like that with a ha- with a handgun. But you know, you think about it. If you've retreated to your safe room, uh, you've done that for a reason, and you, you at that point you have a better chance of of using your shotgun, you have a better chance of of aiming your shotgun. You don't have to maneuver. You're not moving around your house. You're not trying to, you know, I mean, you're basically, you're staging a standoff is what you're staging, right? Absolutely. And Eric Shelton said something very interesting the other day that stuck in my head. Historically, it takes nine a nine-to-one ratio to oust somebody who's in an ensconced position. It takes nine people to get one person who's barricaded themselves somewhere to get them out. And I can't think of a single situation where I've ever heard of nine people breaking into a house. Um, so it really is a, a safe, safest place to be is, is somewhere you've barricaded yourself. Well, that's a good point. And I tell you what, um, you give me my 12-gauge shotgun and about 50 shotgun shells with, with buckshot, and good luck to anybody that's going to try to get in there and hurt me and my family. Exactly. You know, and there's there's actually two things to think about there. The shotgun is in the safe room, but what's next to my bed, um, and what's on my husband's side of the bed, is his 1911 handgun. And a handgun really is going to be a good thing because if you have to go around corners, like you were saying, um, especially if you're going to go snatch up some kids, rifles might be the best home defense weapon, but if you have to go grab a baby out of, out of the crib then uh, you can't handle an AR-15 and a baby. So, <laughs> That's right. I mean, yeah, it's it's something to consider, you know, the handgun to get there, um, but the shotgun is there because that's going to be your, your best bet. Well, you got that right. Okay, uh, let's get off the gun topic. Uh, what else do you have in your safe room? Um, well, depending on where it is, you might consider a ladder. Um, if you're on a second story, that's one of the things um, you might want to consider. Or... Um, if there's a way to get into the attic from there, um, it's you know that's that's a situational thing. So you want to consider consider uh, um, ways of getting out. You want to make sure that your safe room has one point of entry though. So it's real important not to have. I've you know sometimes the bathroom has a door on one side and a door on the other side. Right. Those aren't going to be good good situations to use. Um, you want to make sure um, to have a good flashlight. Uh, there's there's two kind of things that you want to look at. Uh, first of all, I, I don't I'm not a flashlight person. I really need to get a good flashlight, um, tactical flashlight. But uh, one of those big police style um, flashlights that you could use as a baton, uh, those are really good. Uh, getting a lantern that you can just set out somewhere is going to be right. a good idea. Right. And also uh, getting a, a flashlight that you can turn into a dedicated red light. 
Um, you, some of them come with the little red covers you can put over the front of it, but the the red cover does not disturb your night vision. Oh, so okay. flashing, yeah, flashing a flashlight on is going to disturb your night vision. But if you use a flashlight with that red cover, when you flick it back off, you didn't lose your night vision. So you're able to still see, but you're going to be able to, to turn that on and off at will, and it's not going to mess with you. You can move through the house easier and safer with it, and it's less noticeable. It, it's less likely that it'll be noticed by a bad guy because it's not nearly as bright. Good point. Good point. I like this. Uh, I'm making a list. I'm making, I'm making notes while you're uh, talking about this. Um, you also want to consider things like um, medications. If, you know, my mom's diabetic and she needs to take her insulin when she needs to take her insulin. So if you have anybody that has things, I mean, you're probably not going to be in there for that long. Um, tornadoes don't last that long. Um, the police are going to get you out of your house, you know, after a few hours or less. I mean, most of these things aren't going to take more than, than a few hours. Um, but anybody that needs something immediately, you need to, to take those things into consideration like me and getting glasses. Uh, so make sure anybody who's going to need something uh, as soon as they get up has that available for them. Now, let me interject something there. I don't wear glasses, but what I've got in my big, huge closet that my family and I use as our safe room is I have plenty of safety glasses. I have safety glasses for me, my wife, and my son. Uh, yep. You never know when safety glasses are going to come in handy. Absolutely. I have them hanging all over, you know, in every little toolbox and every little shooting bag. There's there's extra safety glasses all over. Yep. Okay, good. Um, here's another advantage of a safe room. If you are having to deal with a home invasion, um, and you're in a safe room, the police have the option now to send in a police dog because the police dog will attack anybody it sees in that situation. But if you're locked up in a safe room, that police dog can go in there and flush out the bad guy, and you're just like, yep, I'm safe. I don't have to worry about that. So that actually gives the police more options as well. I didn't think about that. Cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> most of the rest of it... Um, if you are going to be concerned about tornadoes, uh, you want to look at uh, reinforcing the walls. That's beyond my <laughs> my knowledge base. I really know nothing about construction, but it's an option, and you need to research it because it is it is something you can do. Well, you know, it's beyond my expertise too. I'm not a real uh, carpenter type guy or construction type person, but I have heard people say that before to uh, do some way. Do something just to, to uh, reinforce your walls. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, with with the uh, nuclear power plant being not too far, one of the things that I'll probably do is uh, get some some heavy duty um, some of that pl clear plastic heavy duty stuff. I'm not even sure what it's called, and some rolls of duct tape because you can tape yourself a little a little. You, you want to be careful not to suffocate yourself. But uh, you can tape yourself a little bubble so that you, you don't have to uh, worry as much. So you can uh, uh, certainly do things like that if you're worried about chemical spills um, or, or any kind of chemical attack, things like that. Excellent point. Most of the rest of it is going to be the same thing you're going to do for any kind of survival. I mean, ours... Our, we're going to use the, the walk-in closet, and our bug-out bags are going to be in the closet. 
So we're going to have our, our entire, you know, three-day bug-out bag in there already. Yeah. Well, I was waiting for you to say that, and I'm glad you finally did. Yeah, sure. Why not keep your 72-hour your, your bug-out bag in your closet? That way, if you have to retrieve it, you just you know where it is every time. And if you have to hole up in that closet as your safe room, you got your three days' worth of supplies. Yep. You got your food. You got your water. You got, do you have three days' worth of water in your safe room? Um, you know what? No. Uh, <laughs> I was slacking on the water. I have empty boxes, and I, I keep filling them up, and I, I need to buy more because I'm, I'm using them faster than I'm, I, I'm keeping them in stock. So I need, to, I need to bite the bullet and just get a whole big basket of water because um, I'll buy them five gallons at a time, and by the next time I go shopping, I'm like, wow, I, I really didn't gain anything because I'm already out. Yeah, I've got tons and tons of bottled water stored and uh, about half of it is sitting in our designated safe room yeah it's uh it's i don't know this doing this class really kind of made me um made me consider some things that i've been slacking on it kind of you know gave me a little kick in the butt to be like all right we got to keep moving forward Although one thing that we did do was uh, instead of just our bug out bags, we have a a box that's um, we've got some uh, more heavy duty camping gear in there, like a two burner stove, some um, oil lamps, uh, some some of those little Coleman propane things to run on. So uh, we also have a box like that that I'm going to go ahead and move over into the safe room. Cool. What's that class again that you took? That's personal protection in the home. Personal protection in the home, taught by the NRA, right? Yeah, it's it's one of the classes I'll be teaching. Okay, good, good. And we're almost at the stopping point, so since we're on the subject of teaching, uh, why don't you go ahead and remind the listeners what you're going to be teaching pretty soon. Uh, The one class uh, that I have coming up next is uh, First Choices. It's going to be on May 19th, uh, Saturday afternoon from 2.30 to 5 o'clock at the Winchester Shooting Gallery here in Fort Worth. Um, That's going to be a class that is basically how do I choose my first handgun. So instead of having somebody else go at the gun counter and say, oh, this this is what you want, or having your husband bring home a gun and say, here, I got you a gun, you're going to get an education about how, how do I choose my own gun, what's important to me. Excellent, excellent. Um, Ladies, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you're listening, get a hold of Andrea. Go to that class. Uh, I've been to the shooting range with Andrea. I've seen her handle a gun, and she's very well-trained, and she's very good. I would strongly recommend it. Before I sign you off, uh, give out the website one more time. It's www.fastdefense.com. I'm sorry, I messed it up. www.fastdefensefamily.com. FastDefenseFamily.com. Yep. What does FAST mean? FAST stands for Firearms Awareness and Safety Training. I'm a, big believer, I'm a big believer that, that safety is, is really one of the most important things we could possibly do with kids in the house. So I put a, a heavy emphasis on that. Excellent. Andrea, also known as Penguin of Doom on the forum, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate this very much. I appreciate the chance to be here. Well, great. Thanks. Well, 
good stuff, wasn't it? Hey, Andrea, I just want to say once again, thank you very much for agreeing to come on the show. You may want to check out her website. She's got some excellent classes coming up. I know some of you from the North Texas area listen to this show. You might want to check that out. Uh, She's going to be a talented instructor. I really like the fact that she's going to be teaching a lot of courses for women only. I think that's something that's sorely needed. Uh, we're, We're lacking a lot of female trainers out there. And you know how it goes. Sometimes females relate to other females teaching this kind of stuff. So once again, Andrea, thanks again for coming on and talking about safe rooms. So folks, that's pretty much it. Short show this week. Uh, there's not much I can add to that. Andrea did a good, great job in my opinion. And so I'm just going to let you soak up the information that she shared and I'm going to go ahead and get signed off. So folks, uh, my name is Bob Main. I'm your host. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of today's survival show. As always, it's my goal to help you harness the power of choice, to live life the way you want to live it, hopefully safely, hold up in your safe room if something tragic happens. Therefore, what better thing to strengthen your resolve? Thanks for tuning in, folks. Catch you next time. Have a good one. Goodbye. I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. I can plow a field all I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn Make our own whiskey and our own smoke too Ain't too many things these old boys can't do